With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, I believe a month or so. And so, well, in the last place, 
about Death Note. I personally did not like it. I mean, the story, yes, they stuck to how Death Note is, but at the same time, it really didn't capture that whole Death Note So, what do you think? Uh, honest God, you know, like, um, I'm 35 years old. I'm about to be 36 next month. And literally, when I was watching the movie, it, it might, might, for some people, might say, that's how the image was. But honest to God, when I was watching the beginning scenes of that movie, I felt like I was watching child pornography. Okay, they're, they're like just the beginning love scene between Light and Girl. I, I don't, I don't. Uh, Maya. Yeah, Maya. Yeah. I was like, what the hell am I watching? And like, I, I felt out of place. Is what I'm saying. I felt uncomfortable. So one thing is Angelina, another one was what to do. Yeah. On top of that, I thought that they were portraying. Uh, personally, like when he was fighting with his dad, I was like, those like interesting. I'm not bad and gay. I, I have a couple of friends who are, who are gay, as a matter of fact. So I'm not bashing that, but that's how I was portrayed when it came to that. Uh, I will tell you this. Uh, Raikou uh, was the show stealer of the movie. I believe all Raikou scenes were probably the best scenes in the entire movie. Uh, Is Raikou or Raikou? Depending on how you pronounce it. Well, either way, William Defoe did amazing. Out of the near two hours of the I think he was maybe about six, seven times. And Netflix, you guys can watch it if you guys want to. You guys are going to be wasting about 
hour 40, 42 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the only thing that really captivated anything was uh, Ryoko's character or Willem Dafoe's character. That's the only character that really captured my interest. Yeah. And what I love about it is that it. That the character here, the English version of Death Note, which I've been doing that, I'm watching Japanese later with English subtitles. Um, you hear Ryoko, Ryoko, voice does sound like Willem Dafoe. If you mm-hmm. ever decide to listen to watch it, what's Light was telling him, hey, what if I ever put you in the book to kill you? And spoiler alert, got away. This is a scene in case you haven't seen the movie. And he talks back to them by saying, for as many years as he's been doing this, he's been only able to get two letters of his name. And I was like, oh, that, you're a bitch, take that. I, I love I was like,
And my cousin is like 31, and she has two kids. And so she's like, let's get shot. Who wants shot? You want a shot? You want a shot? You want a shot? I'm like, I, I, I'm 26. I'm 27. So I'm like, I forgot how old I am. Oh, am I? I forgot. I really did. <laughs> oh, my God. This was a movie, it'll go like, yeah. Sorry. folks, we are going to a bloody live session slash bloopers. Oh, God damn it. Anyway, I'm just passing out shots. I'm like, I'm 27. How do people you look like when you're in life? Remember, pull out. Oh, my God, dude, that's like so last week. Why are you bringing up we cash right Whatever. Too many. Four 
1710. Let me say it slowly. Nine, two, nine, four, seven, 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 one, zero, nine, nine. Listen, there's no one else that's acting like me. Okay, fine. The reason, the reason this Are you expecting a call? Or you expect a call while I'm here? Can you please pick up the phone, please? Okay, fine. I got it. <sighs> Introduce. Hi, who's calling? Hello? Okay, I, is this Connie and Greg? If that is us, be here. Be oh, here. hi, guys. All right. So. Enough for you. I working, but we're calling in because we, we, we saw him talk the number real slow, so we were able to dial it in. Oh, you see my slow count work. Am I slow? Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. As I was calling the number, as I was calling the number, you were saying it, and as I was calling it, or as I was trying to call in, I was trying to say, oh, man, where's the number? Where's the number? He's like, let me say it slowly. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Hey, so Drax, how are you doing? I haven't seen you since... uh... It's been a long and interesting road ahead, my friend, I must say. We've been up to a lot, and we have a lot in store for all of our fans that they don't know. We're artists in the community, and we go by the name Unlikely Heroes. And you may have seen us before at shows. We've been going to different shows outside of Florida, so and we've been also producing a lot of our own content. As well. Oh, so nice. that's what I've been up. <clears throat> very nice. Uh, I, I congratulate you. Guys. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I mean, we, we're still in the we're, we're still in the runnings for everything, but like we've been just pacing ourselves and doing everything that we have to do as far as preparation goes. So we had to take a step back, oh. given that we have a son and everything like that. So. But we plan on making a comeback as far as animates. We will be there. So that's a thing in store. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Well, again, from my our behalf, I want to say, uh, well, I'm pretty sure you hear from Lena on a constant basis. But from me, I want to say congratulations on everything you, Connie, and the entire group of the Unlikely Heroes have done. So huge congratulations, uh, uh, of course, for uh, yo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. So what y'all talking about today? What what, what juicy well, content y'all talking about? Well, right now we're finishing up about the Mayweather and uh, McGregor fight. Did you guys watch it by any chance or no? 
I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch it because I was like, I already know who's going to win this. I already knew it. I already knew it. Yeah. I bet money on it. Yo, you were Afterwards, my friend. Afterwards, after, after the fight, I went to go watch it, and I was like, yup, this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. And then and then it's like everybody's spending all this money to go there and betting up all this money. I'm like, do you know? If you bet against Mayweather, you're going to lose your money. And a lot of people were disappointed. <laughs> yeah, my cousin, my cousin was actually at the fight in Vegas. He actually, him and his wife went, uh, had like front row tickets. Exactly. Front row seat. This guy wait, makes so much money just to fight. I was going to say, so wait a minute. Your cousin was one $1,000 tickets? I mean, well, he's a very high, high-end lawyer, so yes, and yes. Oh my God! But yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, even though you're a lawyer, I'm like, damn, you still buying these tickets? Jesus, you should have watched it on pay-per-view or something. Yeah, compared to ninety-nine dollars on pay-per-view, where do you think my money's gonna go? I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't I don't even know. I've never been. The only thing I've ever been to anything like this, I don't know anything about it. The only thing I've ever been to like this is like a WrestleMania event. And that was like way back in like 2006 or something. But as far as a fight like this, I, I have no idea what would even, like, first of all, $99 in that stadium is probably giving you nosebleeds. You see what I mean? Yep. So front row seats, I'm imagining that that job was expensive as heck. It's always crazy. I mean, the, the, just like with the, just like with the Ronda Rousey bits, you know, I liked her at first, but then I saw how they were. It's more so how they market you, I think. Like Mayweather, you know, he's actually a really chill person in real life, but every time they want to make it look like he' about to fight, what they do? Oh, he did this, he did that. He's probably about to go to jail for domestic violence. He's he's aggressive. He's aggressive, and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put money on that. Put money on that. Meanwhile, McGregor's over there doing all these comedic stunts to try and insult or make it look like he's insulting me, whether to try and make him mad. So people are like, yeah, then boo. It's the same thing with wrestling. It's just that with fighting and boxing, it's actually technical. So there's no fake or stage sense about it when you're getting hit in your face by a professional fighter. So that's different. But I want to see it where they actually have more than just one person to look at. I want to see somebody come from, like, a Shaolin monk temple and just straight dish rag. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. As far as the best against Mayweather, I want to see him lose, but he's not going to lose anytime soon. Like, Tyson didn't lose until, like, 20 years after he was already into his career almost. You know? So he's still got to fight enough. Yeah, but he's already initially retired. Coming back to the ring anytime soon. If he does, it's going to be for the double. So it's, I don't think we're ever going to see Mayweather step in the ring again. Uh, I think this is his last fight. And honestly, I think he made history by going to. No. Yeah. Did, did you watch the actual fight when it came out, though? When I, I like, <laughs> like with Pacquiao, the way it was with Pacquiao. It felt like, okay, Pacquiao looked like he won this. 
but then you're disappointed at the end when they say that maybe it was fine because of technicalities and whatnot. Did you feel like this was the same case in this fight as well, or did you really think that McGregor just got his ass whipped? Personally, a 50 bit for me because like he did get his ass whipped. I mentioned that by third round, getting tired because I mean, obviously McGregor is used to, uh, and then he was grappling a lot, and it was kind of like. And then saying like another thing is someone that's younger is gonna kick his ass. I mean, you really can't base age on anything because someone could be fifty and someone who's gonna be fighting like the whole Gregor uh, Mayweather is kind of like you really can't get a book on the cover. But at the same time, people were complaining about how it was rigged, and people were like, "Oh, it's rigged because uh, they want to give Mayweather a fifty and O uh, record versus a who has like a perfect record, a chance to have that perfect record. Someone else who doesn't have much training in boxing other than amateur boxing. And everyone thought, oh, the young blood going to win. But sure enough, I mean, he didn't. I actually want to say was that I actually like the fact that the end was really nice because a lot of times people want to say 20, like fighting one I mean, as far as streaks, though, that's usually how streaks are. You know, like yeah. recent streaks that have been broken. Recent streaks that have been broken. Yeah. Uh, Undertaker. Undertaker was taken out by Brock Lesnar. That was a huge event. Trust me. Even though Undertaker's old and you're like, man, you're supposed to have been retired, the idea of Undertaker losing at WrestleMania makes people that are in their 80s, 70s, shiver. Because that streak is super important. Same thing with Goldberg. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I remember that very, very much. Very much. Goldberg had like 187 matches with no losses in wrestle in wrestling. But when yep. he lost, it was like a very climactic event. And the way he lost, they cheated. They tased him with like a like a billy club with a taser on it. And he, of course, he was knocked out. But that's how they had to. That's how it happened. But after 187 wins, you're like, what's next? So, yeah, it makes sense. Mayweather's streak, 50, and not only that, he calls himself retiring at 49, it, it makes people eager to see him one more time and more so an exhibition fight. The thing is, is that people don't know how to do exhibition fights, so they know how to plan out actual fights where he's actually mad at this guy. And that's what they went for exactly. with McGregor. Yo, is that now rumors not be done after we just heard that he had he back for another one. Do you think it's gonna be a slap in the face for fans who went to attend uh by telling him this is the Undertaker's last match and then all of a sudden he comes back again for another feel like that's a slap in the face for fans? I don't think that, that would be a step in the face, really. I think that that would be a matter of story building. Because if the Undertaker somehow came back and, like, <clears throat> and, like, his best performance that you've ever seen him, I'm talking about this dude right now, ever since he lost, because they planned it. Like, let's, say he, let's say they planned it. Let's say he comes back in the next whatever, whatever, and, like, back from the dead. You know how, you know, you know how Undertaker used to be. 
And then he yep. comes back with the most epic, the most excellent performance. Brock Lesnar, whoever it is at the time, I think that they're going to make so much money from that. Because at the end of the day, a streak, yes, being broken, yes. But then what's after that? Like, WrestleMania has been good at resetting stories for years. Not necessarily the street, but the reset of the story. Another interesting fight I want to see is The Rock now against Brock Lesnar. Because back then, The Rock, I love The Rock, but he was losing to Brock Lesnar pretty easily. And I was like, oh, man, oh, I don't like this. Ah, ah, ah. But I realized that The Rock was smaller back then. But now, you know how he lost and he left. Now he's doing movies. If he were to make a comeback now, I wonder what that would be like because with him versus Brock Lesnar. You get what I'm trying to say? It's like you want to see it still, even though know, he lost when he left. I don't think it'll be a slap in the face. It'll be encouraging if they do it right, is what I'm saying. No, they, yeah. The thing is, like, I was trying to point, it's kind of like some actors who wanted to retire from acting for a little bit and just focus on directing, and then all of a sudden he comes back. So it's kind of like the same thing with the whole, like, Basically, Mayweather, The Undertaker. A lot of people say they want to do that, but I personally, I personally feel like it's publicity they want kind of to bring up their rep a little bit, to bring up more of a fan base for them. And mm-hmm. I. Uh, you Sorry. need to get into wrestling if you're going to start talking about The Undertaker, young lady. I'm not it ain't hard. All she got to do is just tune in. Just tune in to wrestling every day. Ah. All you have to do is just watch all of the 2003 season. Watch all of the 2003 season when it was ECW and WCW versus WWF. Watch that whole season, you'll be caught up. <laughs> you'll be caught. That was like the best one. I'll be all caught up with the scope opera. Because that's what I feel like. It is a soap opera. It is a soap opera. Exactly. It's all soap operas. Entertainment and, and it's finest. It's the best kind of entertainment. Macho entertainment. You can't hate on it because it's like you have to be super confident to stand out here and wrestle a full grown man with these drawers on, hoping that your balls don't slip. You got to be a new kind of creature to do this. So that's why you got to respect it. Because in the history of wrestling, I've never seen a slip. They are good at what they do. I swear to God. Well, mind you, let me just say for the record, I, I wrestled I for a long time, but I had balls slipping out, okay? No balls. Oh, man. <laughs> Did you ever watch the wrestling boop bloopers? Oh, my God. Some of them are so bad. Like, one time when they were trying to open the cage, and he couldn't get it open for some reason, so then the guy in the ring no, has to pretend like he's still knocked out and junk, but he's not in the ring. <laughs> yeah, but that happens everywhere. That happens in movies. That happens, well, technically not. But you know, it, I, I get what you're saying. But it ha- blue everywhere. Pretty much. Mm. But what else is Talk about next. Right now, we're going to switch over right now, and we're going to be talking about the uh, 
And let's just say I was lost somebody. What's fun? I'm sorry, you broke up and now we're back. Okay. We are actually switching over right now to the old one broad. Now a lot of my listeners are turn on my screen, but if you guys want to I am filming this episode. I will be editing throughout the week since it's a long weekend for me. I will be editing and posting it up on YouTube, and I'll be directly posting it up onto my Facebook once it is completed. And so all this audio, all this footage, just silliness that you will see between George and me, you will see it, and he is still in the corner with me right now. He'll come back eventually when it's Anyway, so should we, I... Should we go on... Go ahead, go ahead. You know, I was going to say, good. we could probably chime in on the live video, too. All right, let me see if I can uh, jump back on. I actually turned it off for just a little bit. I'm back there for a second there. I actually right now. Hello? Yeah, no, I'm, the signal is very... Very okay. Now we got it. All right. Now we're back. All right. You were saying right, you're switching right. over. That we're talking yeah, about we, different kinds of audio. As a matter of fact, do you have a so, weekly show? I have a weekly show. I have Is this a weekly Saturdays show? At, every Saturdays at seven thirty. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to call in more often then. <laughs> you should. I love it when people call me because the last show we had, George, I actually. Had well, you know what it'd be cool to talk about? What about the Miko? What is it called? Miko costumes? Uh, yes, that was called Miko costumes. Miko costumes as well. We'll be talking about that. We'll also be talking about the Supergirl that is well known as Supergirl in the cosplay community that went to the first and at oh, first yeah. was denied. Was first the night about it, and then earlier today about that chick. So I got some some other info afterwards. Okay. I didn't first What? The first part. What was the first part you said? Oh, I said someone had posted something about that she was speaking up about, like, people shouldn't hate her because because she's not a neo-Nazi or something like that. It it was funny. I'm like, but you were at the rally doing all that. You were on film. Pretty much. That's the thing is going back to my whole uh, podcast I had last week, we do what we do. And I fully understand that what we do, what we want is basically either recognition of artwork to or we want to build up the scene, think that there is something there are some ads to the community. And what that adds is basically the whole to the Charlotte protest. And the is that if you do something that can be own up to bigger person actually admit that I was and yes this is my belief and the funny thing is is that I actually looked yesterday in my room because I went out to go with my family was that we are really interesting we are actually really interesting creatures because the thing is that we all mm. have opinions on a lot of stuff 
we get offended when someone else doesn't actually like approve of our opinion. Me, I I love the fact that people have some form of opinion to voice me and tell me, hey, hey, Blondie or Lena, I don't like what you said, or hey, look, I do agree with what you think, but here's what's wrong with this and this. Like, I like to be educated on whatever the topic is mm-hmm. instead of being ignorant and just be like, oh, well, you know, I believe in this, this, and this. It's kind of like, why? Why do you believe in that? And personally, the whole thing with her is just kind of like, why deny that you were there? That's kind of why I mentioned that there was an article that she was a post for me the whole free speech rally is I believe it could be many things and 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 I believe some of it could be on the cause of because we've been needing to deal with these issues for a very long time and there are people out here that do not know the difference between what some schools taught and what some schools hid. Some people grew up learning about Confederacy, the Confederate flags, Confederate states, and the cause of the Confederacy and all of that. But they they give them the watered-down version. Come on, they're kids. You're not going to tell them that these people wanted what they wanted. They're going to tell them that they just wanted to stand opposing to the U.S. government, but they're not going to give you every detail. So some of these yeah. people now that are going to these free speech rallies are taught this, and they believe that that's all it is to the history of the Confederacy or the Confederate States. But when they come to these rallies and they see how many people show up, they get scared. And then no one gets to learn anything because they can't sit down and actually say, hey, did you know that this is what they actually stood for? This is what's really going on? And those that don't want to hear that, they remain ignorant, as you say it. Some of them don't choose to learn. So now we have a situation in which people are now learning what the Confederacy really stood for. There's history books on this, and everybody's upset with the statues becoming torn down, but nobody actually studied the history to even know what they're defending. So this Supergirl... Or this super Supergirl she's cosplayed is, with her going there, with her going there, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this term very loosely. I don't mean to put this up, but we're gonna call it the privilege. I don't want to say white privilege or anything of that because I don't want to push it. That's an agenda. I'm gonna call it the privilege. The privilege to not have to know. The privilege to not have to learn this history. They were given the privilege to not learn this side of history because no one felt that they needed to know that. Whereas we, mm-hmm. however, when we, when I say we, the other people that feel that this is information that should be eradicated, the other side, if you will, they mm-hmm. are simply trying to express to everyone that the reason why we cannot ignore these topics is because we do not have the privilege to. So with the Supergirl thing, oh, I'm at the rallies. I'm at the rallies, but we're just talking free speech. I can stand for what I want to, right? But she's probably from somewhere where she doesn't have that much access to, like, information of this sort. She probably has not had to learn all of these things, and she probably did not know the magnitude in which she would be affected 
had she gone to this rally. That's why she went. And pretty much, it's all—it's all about perspective. My personal opinion is is that once you know the truth, it's your responsibility to correct what's wrong. No matter what side on the table you are, you know? Yeah, but a lot of times when the truth actually comes out, a lot of people don't want to take that truth. They want to kind of keep it where they have it where they have it where they have a straight path where they follow. But everything on the side was easily, but then people, like, I would know people will say this, like, that, that sucks, you know, you should be traumatized, and I what you know, your son, family guy, showing, like, the truth about how life is, my grandmother actually showed me crime, crime TV, like, IV and all those crime drama shows, actual murder, everything, and she me that Life isn't about rainbows and butterflies. It's not a perfect world. We do not live in a perfect world. The harsh reality mm-hmm. is that life has, you know, some consequences. There is discrimination. There is you know, people that get at this free speech and all that. And people get offended that, oh, this is my free speech. I can do whatever I want. Versus people that say, well, mm-hmm. you can say that. But I don't have to either, A, attack you, your opinion not you have to pay, or B, stand there and say, oh, well, okay, I made your voice law, and that's it. But the thing mm. is that when I was growing up, I knew how life is. Like, I know how life is now. Like, with seeing how the world is. And mm-hmm. me, I mean, I said it already. I said it last week. The topic community is really a shit show because I had a friend. I have a friend up in who called in uh, last week and last told me that people here on this side, you remember my friend Bob called yeah. in and walked in mm-hmm. the cosplay in Philadelphia, New York, is just like, it's just as bad as sports scene where they show where is I am like the goddess mm-hmm. of I can this is my speech, I can do whatever I want. But it's just kind of like these are the reasons why the community is so kind of. But with her just denying that. I mean, with her denying that. Yeah, like her denying kind of there. But then, like, obviously, you see photos, you see videos of her and her boyfriend together. A lot of those are. But it turned out to be her fiance that was there with her. And it's just kind of like, okay, you were there. Why are you buying it? But see, but see, but see, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off, but I read an interesting article that touches on that exact same thing. With, oh, it's not me. It's it's my boyfriend. My boyfriend was really one here. I just supported him. This is also wrong, too. Because... You'll sit and have this girl who, oh, I have black friends and I like black people and I'm, 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 you know, I'm familiar with the black culture and I like them. But then when they get a boyfriend, and this boyfriend mm-hmm. shares views that have sim- slightly like racial or stereotypically dimis- dimin- sorry, discriminating views, they don't stand to correct them or they don't stand to stop them. 
You see, this is when it becomes important to understand the difference between what's right and what's easy. And some of these girls, thinking that nobody was going to show up because your boyfriend is full of piece of crap and you joined him, you thought nobody was going to show up because you thought all of it was going to be just him and his type of friends. Now that you're here and people have identified you, though, first you deny it, kind of like Joe Osteen bring up that. In history, whenever a celebrity has done something wrong, it's far better to just admit it, say sorry, and move on. When you hide it, it looks so much worse. I'll give you a lot of examples of history where it's happened. I could not stop, like, laughing of how critical this was. There was articles after articles of him, like, basically statements from him saying that, oh, his... It's a make it's like a maker, basically, saying that mm-hmm. he was flooded in and he could not get out, so they had to have somebody come in and get him. But then, when a group of survivors from Texas went over to go look at it, it's, there's photos of it, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Our folks high up, away from the flood, not even. Oh, it gets worse than that. Somebody oh, actually went and lot. did a video. I, I saw that video. People were going around in that video videotaping everything. Like, oh, my God, it's so flooded. And the water's going into the storm drain. And it's like, oh, my God, it's right here and all that. I guess that's But if you believe in God and all that, like, why can't you practice your actually less less than make a statement saying that Houston never told him to open the door. And it's kind of like... But see, that's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just really passionate about this. So oh, I'm yeah, like, but see, even so, even so, with, oh, Houston didn't tell me, what about the fact that you knew for a week and a half that a big storm was coming your way? You knew exactly. something was going to possibly be happening. Why weren't you one of the first ones to say, hey, I'm going to try and open up my church as a place for shelter. Why wasn't that the mentality? You get what I'm saying? They're saying that it's close to flooding, and then they went as far as to post images as if there were some type of flood to the point where it was a foot away from the high rise. At first, I was like, oh, wow, these these images, okay, I can understand, you know, if there was that flooding of that magnitude. But then someone actually took a video and actually went to the church itself. He circled the entire thing. That was one guy. Another guy went down there from the highway on foot and walked up to the church itself, and there was no flooding at all. And I'm just like, wow. Exactly. Exactly. I think they go on to today's show. Now, from what I heard, he has opened the doors to the the victims. But the thing is that right now, that's not their main focus. He had to, because obviously people were throwing a fit because it was just kind of your place is dry. Why can't you have people in here? And sure enough, he's oh, no open the door. You're like I said, a man of God preaching this whole thing. God did that. And at the same time, I personally feel like he's yes, he's a pastor and all that, but at the same time it's like you have Saturday that of Sunday morning up show in the morning of you preaching and this and that. And like, okay, why couldn't you just open your doors, let people in, and actually buy by what you're practicing? Like with some of these, like, cosplayers, actually, 
And going back to the other girl saying, like, oh, I wasn't there. Like, no one told me, like, I, I didn't know there was going to be people taking pictures. I didn't know people were going to take pictures. Like, if you knew that someone was that, she said before, and said, okay, I have some form of reputation within the community. Why am I going to put myself in a situation that life? And then mm-hmm. the consequences that's going to happen at the end. And here's the consequences that a lot of people that I know basically deleted, blocked her, bashed her, and it's just kind of like, holy shit, you shot yourself in the foot. And it's one of those moments where it's like, damn, like, I really did. And so mm-hmm. actually thinking before acting. Because, well, let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, exper- I've experienced it myself. They call it megalomaniac syndrome. Pretty much when you only think of yourself simply because you find yourself too important to fall. You find yourself, you you take a a responsibility on yourself so great that you feel like your decisions are almost godlike. That's why you think that when you make a decision, no one's going to see the harm in it because you've seen so many people you've helped in one way or another. The problem is, is that you can become easily misguided once you have everything you ever want. Pretty much. You get what I'm you know what I'm saying? So no, that's I, why they do I these things. It. Not only not only that, not only that, I mean I personally do not dislike Joe Osteen. I was never really a listener of his, but I do believe in motivational speaking, encouragement, no, I do too. fulfilling. I believe in all that. So that's why I can't say the man's money is unwarranted. I can't say that, but I will say this. Mm-hmm. With great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. That That's all it's universes. Like, that's why it's so profound. Go ahead. I have, like this, I have this theory, and a lot of times this theory is true to some degree, and there's some theory, sometimes it's, it's, it's something else. And this theory is, is that whenever you give someone power, two things happen. Either they break and are about it. Or two, mm. they take the power and they become something different, something like a negative entity of life. So they basically embody this person having a power trip. And here I am with this kind of power I'm bestowing upon you. And here you go. I'm like going back to the Joe, uh, Joe thing thing. It's like, I'm a God to you guys, and here's what I have to say. This is what I'm preaching and all that. At first, I mean, like, I've never, I've seen his things from time to time by accident because I was supposed to do the channel. And because I'm uh-huh. not really, really religious, that most speaker like personality to him. He is very, he has a really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that. I and you shouldn't think of seek shelter, and you will basically be here, and all, you know, basically be safe, and, you know, you're welcome here. But instead, he kept his door shut. He faced all the media that his and he had to be rescued. And then when people actually went in, it was more on the lines that people, like you said, people went over, they started going through videotaping everything and then it's just kind of like the more people sharing all this stuff the more 
it looked like he was basically digging himself a grave. It's kind of like, why did you lie? Why did you say this? You could have just basically done what a good person would open the doors. Sure enough, so on TV, I was never told by him to open my doors. It was like, why do you need to wait for someone to tell you something instead of doing it yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They don't take Hello? I think we lost, um, is that we were talking about the Charlotteville, um, protest that a female cosplayer who was really recognized as Supergirl participated and at first was not in her position and claimed that her fiance was just there for it, and that is it, but then at the same time, it was kind of later by someone else. Pretty much. You know, it's literally don't have a show and later you see me on social media going doing a show. And you're like, George, why are you doing a show when you not so it's like just as true I'm gonna go today. I'm not on it. It is no in line. None. Just your stage where we feel lying is going to save us more than true. We all went to that stage. So at least that's the thing. Yeah. No, that's the thing. I did a live stream. I did a live stream truth. Don't lie to people and expect to get the same results of you actually telling the truth versus lying to that person. Just be like, oh, well, I didn't expect you to not understand, so I kind of lied and said, hey, look, you know, as a kid, you know, I was lied to the entire time, and when I got to, well, my right age of 27, um, the truth slowly came out, and it was just kind of like, well, did you lie to this point at this point? Instead of telling me the truth, instead of having me believe that all this was happening and then all of a sudden throw it at me and be like, hey, by the way, this is the truth. So get used to it. And just kind of like, but why lie? What's the point of it? I get you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings about it. And the word but okay, well, mind you, they, like, I again, that's something I learned right now, and I feel like it, if it's still when that situation Wrong with you? Yes, I'm wearing a bullet club. 
of people. And they are the biggest villains in the wrestling business. But at the end of the day, as humans, when you're off the camera, you're still a human being. And I'm pretty sure, as adults, no one should be lying and no one should be bullying. So in this case, where she had to cover herself with a lie, then she practically buried herself. You know, it's it's that simple. Again, if you're gonna tell somebody, hey, the megalomaniac uh, word I use, I actually kind of sat there. Me being more like psychological savvy, psychology, sociology, philosophy. There's actually a medical term which is You 
lovely, humble, open person who opens, welcomes people with open arms. You have a heart of gold, by the way. And you are very dashing. Let me throw that in. Look at him. I'm excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
And the thing is, is that she made a GoFundMe page because apparently, I'll tell you right now, June, June 6th, uh, she was allegedly, oh, she was, um, not allegedly, I heard, and so this, I kind of pieced together, but I really don't know what exactly happened. Um, she was um, kidnapped. She was actually and card, debit card, cash stolen. It forced her to clean the bank account. And basically, all that was was listed on that GoFundMe program. But at the same time, the state that the police dropped it because of the And me being really into crime, mystery, murder, all that kind of stuff, I mean, I was I don't joke about it. I really did it. One of my ultimate, like, dreams was to be a programmer. I kind of sat there, and I was just sitting there thinking about it. Like, this doesn't make any sense because already your case is um, it is a criminal case. They cannot drop something that has alleged um, both physical and sexual assault. You cannot drop that. On top of that, you were assaulted. That's rape, obviously. You were given a and you have basically you have basically have time to go to either be in the hospital bill. However, her GoFundMe page is a photo of herself, clean like me, you know, makeup done, everything in beautiful lighting. Not me, but um basically beautiful lighting, just like almost a camera shot as her default photo for this whole thing. And Unless it's for a real purpose, like 
pay for a friend's funeral or a family member's funeral or because it's a donation. Uh, a GoFundMe account. If I swear, if I find a GoFundMe on my wall saying, help me pay for my AT&T bill, I'm going to call you out. I mean, like, I understand that some people, they make, they make it for hospital bills, hospital, charity, donations, for so let's see what it is. Hi, welcome to Hey Blondie. Hey Blondie, how can I help you? Hello, yes. Is this Miss Blondie? Hey Blondie, this is Yoa for Unlikely Heroes reporting in. All right, Unlikely Heroes is back in building. We are talking about the GoFundMe front. Were you talking about GoFundMe's? Yes, we are. GoFundMe that is basically the fraud that is on right now. Oh, boy. Get my and feet with this. I actually saw your live stream. Um, you have the floor. Now, we, we did a live stream about to go about GoFundMe's. And well, if for people that don't know what a GoFundMe is, you haven't explained it. I mean, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Am I coming loud and clear? Okay. With GoFundMe's, you know, it's a site where people, hey, uh, can you help me out with this thing? I want to go to this place, or I want to have this event, or I want to fund my, you know, career this way. It's a place where people can donate money into a cause they may need financial assistance with. That's what it's supposed to be for. However, the problem with that is that I find a lot of people are posting up GoFundMe's, and sometimes the content is questionable, and a lot of people are not asking the right kind of questions to see if these GoFundMe's are legit before they're hardcore donating their monies to it, you know? And I caught one. That I'm not gonna say. I, I gotta be careful here because you know you don't want to ever have what's called foot in mouth. But yeah, making up the story, or telling a story to people that are supposed to be giving money to you, you have to. You can't just say everything and not provide proof of said actions. When especially when people are using it for financial crises. Let's say someone was robbed, or perhaps someone had you know bills that they had fell short on. These are the things that people do to, you know, get assistance with that. But I want to try and encourage more of, hey, can you provide proof of this, that you need this money for said thing? Because, I mean, I don't know if we're going into specifics at all, but it's all the time and they don't give these information, you know? The option was that I don't understand when it comes to GoFundMe programs, you're donating to a charity, you're donating to hospitals for people that... Something happened, they can't afford it. For donations, when it comes to funerals, something, but they want to do something for their friend or family member, they just can't afford it, and they just need a little bit of help. And a lot of people are up like stories of you know how this person was so influential, or why their cause is the cause, you know why to donate. Versus some people who basically post a uh, donation, uh, saying, hey, like donate for my plastic surgery, I want to get. There is people mm-hmm. out there that does it. There are people also that post. Um, one of it was like they help, but people really donate because it's stupid as well. Uh, when Kanye lost, um, someone half of the 
half of his money, people made a GoFundMe page for him to get him rich again. And it was one of those really stupid GoFundMe programs where it's just kind of like, why are you going to donate to this guy? And there's just been like multiple people I could name that has a GoFundMe program that has used it for stupid reasons. And it's kind of like, you can't afford that. You can't afford you know, to pay for your own, you know, group dancing or Michael Shuxton or whatever, or you want people to kind of like donate to your That's when it's Patreon. Patreon, if you guys don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a site that basically a lot of artists use it. I think you guys use it too, right? Or not yet. Yeah, like like Patreon, like GoFundMe is for, let's say you need a lot of money in like one event or one moment. Yeah. It's kind of like Kickstarter, but Kickstarter you hit for higher amounts. GoFundMe is like, I want to have a party in memory of my daughter who did such and such passed away last year. You know, it's got to be like yeah. something like an honorable cause that you think will generate enough money, and then that's when everybody will come in and put money exactly. in. Patreon, on the other hand, is more like a subscription service. Let's say every time you do something, you charge your subscription people uh like as little as a dollar. It's really convenient. Pretty much. You know what I'm so that's a difference. It is. And at the like, same time, what I like about Patreon, the thing I like about Patreon, though, is that you don't something, the artist gives you something in return. And so like, yeah, yeah, you can set up like, your uh, goals. Well, you could do that with GoFundMe, too, but it's a lot more in-depth and user-friendly on Patreon, like you're saying. Correct. GoFundMe from the story you guys, you and Connie actually did. Continue on with that. Well, as far as GoFundMe, because we, yeah, oh, I think said, um, we've used GoFundMe in the past. Yeah. Uh huh. So, yeah, we've used GoFundMe in the past, but one event that we used it for, actually, you were in it, <laughs> was the fashion show. Um, we had everybody come together, and it was all volunteer. You know, so there were no, like, contracts or whatnot. But it was all volunteer. But because it was an honest effort and everybody was involved in it, that's, like, the perfect time to say, hey, I want to create a GoFundMe for us so that we can fund the materials, so that we can fund everything that we need to do with it. That way, when we put on the show, it's like everything is legit. The the the, the, the costumes, the, the quality of the materials and everything, you actually see that these were actually funded, whereas – when you're saying, oh, um, I, I was robbed by two guys, they kidnapped me, they took my phone, they forced me to empty my savings account, they gave me, you know, sexual assault, and they crashed my car. These are stories that I'm talking about. That's just one GoFundMe that said all of that. I want to say I mean yeah. so bad, but it's whatever. My thing is, is that with that kind of thing, you need to be able to show me where my money is going. With the fashion yeah. show, your money went to the actual outfits, the girls wearing them, the show that we put on, the video that you're going to see in production, the whole nine. When you're using for things like you said, you can't back up that, you know, especially when they tell you that a police report was dropped. These are uh-huh. things that I want to invite people to question. Why did the police drop your case? The police aren't stupid. They're not stupid. Like, that's one thing you'll never hear about cops stupid. You'll never hear that. So why would they drop your case? These are questions that no one ever asks, though. Huh? Yo, yeah. I listen 
Credit Hold on, hold on. You're starting, to, you're starting to break up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to hear this question, but you started breaking up. Say that one more time. I don't know. I don't know what's going on my phone again. It's acting up. I'm sorry. Sorry. Hold on. Let me fix this. Give me a second. One second. Uh, it's like my phone is. It's, it was going well for that for that minute, and then it was just conked out. All right, you there? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Okay, I, I can hear you now. All right, go ahead. Repeat your question. Go ahead. I'm sorry. As far as, as 
far as it goes for me, honestly, it's not really about who or what the content is about. It's more so the credibility of the person. You know, like when you're looking at some of these GoFundMe accounts, I look at some of the people that I know on here donating as well, and I go, oh, well, these kind of people anyway, so that's why I'm not surprised that they don't know this, they don't ask the questions. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But when it comes to any kind of giving of any sort, it's always a good idea to make sure that you're legit. Whenever something is amiss in this, it makes it risky for other people to use the services for their benefit as well. They could have an honest benefit or honest gain that they're trying to get from it, but because people come in and try to tarnish it on things like, I won't lie, Cosplay is very, you know, it's very risky to do things like GoFundMe and Patreon with because you have to actually, like, know how to market your own space. A lot of the people online, though, they're just trying to take images of themselves wearing certain revealing things. And that's usually the thing that they try to go for. That's not original. So, therefore, it crowds the space. It oversaturates the space. So, when an actual artist who's actually trying to show his talent comes up or someone who's trying to actually get a benefit show cause for a talent that they may possess, you're getting the skeptical eye because of the fact that people like this choose to take advantage of situations like that. You get what I mean? And that's the problem. Too many people taking advantage of these kinds of situations. You know, and it's it's always a situation where, you know, it's someone who you you can't you, you would never believe it's this person doing it. A lot of the times in cosplay and a lot of a lot of the people in the artist community, they tend to want to do better than other people. But some people just don't have a certain talent, so they try to use other means, hustling, pimping, trying to sound contracts, the whole nine. It's very scary stuff. Just like this new thing that happened with the whole Miku Costes, costumes thing, you know, with the with the, oh, this is how... These are cosplays that fat girls shouldn't wear. But it's like, why would you just flat out shoot yourself in the foot after all these years? You know, because that's, that's usually how these people really are, but they don't ever expose it. Why? Because they wait until they get into a position with power. And then they start feeling themselves too much to the point where they accidentally start saying what they really are like. And we get to see that in broad daylight, kind of like Joel Osteen. It all ties together. When the situation at hand turns out that you need to measure a person's resolve, don't look at them when they're calm settings. You got to see what happens when they are faced with opposition. And that's the problem. In cosplay, as long as you look like a character, you're accepted off the bat. The thing is that with the, the Mike cosplay, the costume, sorry, um, mm-hmm. this is the first time they've been in the limelight. The thing is, is that and sure enough, they picked people that were say that they they fit a certain mold. They too early, and a lot of people are still entering, still voting to actually have opportunity to a free cosplay or with a gift certificate to their to their store and all that. It was something like that. Now, once again, back in the mindset again, because of an article they posted up about, in 2011, they made a article about, and it took me 
long time to actually realize that I was made a big mistake. So the thing is that hustling is not just made for certain people. It made everyone. Hustling is meant to unite people that the same common interest in pretty much anything and brings everyone together. This is the reason why I like it was kind of I wasn't like I was kind of laughing because kind of like I just spoke about this and here it is again on the lap once again of how people are being told that they can't wear certain cosplays. I mean, I would love to see plus size Harley Quinn, a plus size Ivy. I mean, Destiny is you know a plus size person, but has done like uh, Two Face, and his mm-hmm. Two Face. If you guys have it actually is really nice. It's actually, I like it. I really want him to bring it back really soon. So, mm-hmm. There you go. But the thing is, is that I, people I, just has like this fun. I won't. No, I'm, I was trying to say, yeah. As far as uh, plus size, I mean, I don't even know what to call them. I, I just like big girls, small girls, tall girls, all girls. I don't care what yeah, you are. Usually, it's just a I matter of how. Yeah, me. I, it doesn't matter to me, honestly, because art for me is how you represent yourself. For me, I look at the world like this. I, I don't. I didn't ask to look like how I look like. I can only manipulate it in some areas. So when it comes to cosplay, it takes actually knowing yourself to know how to pull off a character. You get what I'm exactly. saying? And when it yeah. comes to when it comes to plus size or when it comes to or you're too skinny because there is that too. There's skinny shaming, there's fat shaming, there's all kinds of shaming. Me personally, I think that if you want to look a certain way, change it. You know, people's views of characters are so limited because they don't possess an artistic flow, and that's fine. That's fine. But you can't say that someone else's isn't art or isn't good or acceptable simply because you don't have an artistic vision enough to see it inside of that. Just like how when they're doing gender bends, you know, to say that a girl is too big to wear a cosplay is just like saying a guy can't cosplay a female character, a male can't cosplay a, a, a female character. I don't know if I said that twice. But the point is that you can't choose how you look on the outside. You can only choose how you distribute your artistic flow in that look. And if it's a thick girl and she pull off, if she pull off some Chun Li shit, I'm on. If she pull off some Wonder Woman shit, I'm on. I seen a black girl that did Catwoman. I was on, and she was thick. I had no problem with it. The problem is also that we don't educate people to understand that cosplay is more about the fandom. It's not about actually looking like the character. You can do that. Those are things that you can aspire to, but you just might like the character. You know. Why don't we, you could just pay homage to it that way? Yeah, to, pretty much. To say, fat, to say fat girls almost feels like they were trying to insult as well. I don't, it's kind of like with gay people, gay people do not call themselves, you know, such derogatory terms in the gay, you know, aspect. Neither do heavy set women. Heavy set women don't say, oh, I like being fat. They don't, they don't call themselves that. So to call them that means that you were trying to insult, you know, exactly. and the message the is clear. The message, go ahead. Now, the thing is, is that when I was presented this article, um, I saw multiple posts about it. The thing is that somebody asked some racist, 
And what shocked me was that they're like, we sure did. And they put a smiley emoji at the end of it. It's kind of like, okay, you got to own enough to it. But then when you get a backlash and you're losing people that were signed with you, ending their contracts, which Ronald just said, is I didn't even know that. A lot of people are ending contracts with them because it's just kind of like, first you guys did the contest and you guys ended it soon. And then at the same time, three or two people, two or three people that were already working for you that won the cosplay contest, which is not fair, and then let alone have an article in 2011 resurface and then take make it seem like it's a joke when somebody confronts you of like, did you actually write this? And we're like, yeah, we sure did. And then take it down because somebody now realizes, hey, you're fat-shaming somebody and you're a cosplay, you're a costume company that provides Plus size cosplays, but then at the same time you're like, oh, they shouldn't. Like plus size girls should dress as Chung Lee, or plus size girls shouldn't dress as Cammy, because I don't want to see the roles, you know, rolling out or anything like that. It's kind of like like I said, cosplay is made for every single person out there. Whether you like it or not, you are going to see a plus size Harley Quinn, a plus size uh, Harvey Dent, a plus size Batman for all like for everything. Regardless, if this person is happy. In let them be. Let them have fun. Cosplay is meant to be fun, not a damn competition that everybody makes it into. And the thing is, is that before I'm going to have to cut it short because we are literally running out of time. I'm going to throw my closing uh, statement. Uh, you want to throw out yours before we cut this show um, to the end? We might bring you back in, though, if you want to, if we want to continue talking more about this, about this certain topic. I have no problem bringing you back in a Saturday. And I think I just lost you. I mean, I guess we lost my As an individual who is part of the cosplay community, I have seen the ugly side of the cosplay community. I've seen the positive side of the cosplay community. But the thing is, is that I do not like the fact that people point the blame in Convention runner. They point the blame at the prop makers, the customers, people that make the costume seamstress. If I have to see more terms, like terms correct, they point the blame at everybody else, but they don't point the blame at themselves. People, we are the ones that cause all this drama. Us as human beings, us with flaws, we need to embrace those flaws. We need to get over. We I can't say we can't get over our insecurities. Into the whole thing. This is where it goes into the whole thing of we need to come together, be united, and fix this issue within the cosplay community. We need to understand that not everyone's going to be perfect. Every company needs to be perfect. Everyone is meant to do what they want to do. If they want to be a plus size Hardy Quinn, or they want to be a plus size Ross, or even plus size Hardy Dent. I keep going back to this amazing Hardy Dent to me. I cannot stress this enough. We are the problem. We need to take time. And address those issues. We cannot continue thinking that there's no problem in the cosplay community. What are We cannot continue making it seem that there's no issues within the cosplay community. There is issues and we need to fix, we need to address them. And we can sit here all day talking about positivity left and right and we can talk about positivity left and right, but really I'm just one person. People that I bring in are just, you know, one or two people that I bring in to talk to you guys about take me to do it is actually you guys. You guys 
pitch too. You guys need to realize and recognize that hey, if someone's being pissed on in the community, that everybody wants in their life as in the cosplay community, don't just sit there and be like, should I do something? Yes or no. If you see something happening, if you see someone an underage person actually harassed by someone two times older than them, say something. Interfere, block them, get a security guard, don't let this issue happen because that's how you kill somebody's enjoyment within the cosplay community. That's how you destroy someone's fun and opportunity of actually continue on with this beautiful class. And I'm going to send there if you have any before we finish my piece on that subject last week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who didn't get to hear last week, whether you saw a video, you see it, uh, hear it on radio, whatever way you do it, this is a person that was either sitting at home or in the movie theaters, looking up onto the screen or looking at the TV screen or whatever be the case, looking at the phone, saying, I want to be that person one day. I want to, I wonder how it feels to be my hero. When that person goes, whether the person's skinny, fat, small, tall, uh, square, or round, person you're insulting is doing it. You found that character by a comic book, a movie, a TV show, or a picture. And you said to yourself, hmm, I wonder how it feels to be that person. So I'm going to create the costume someone who's too fat or too skinny to do it, then you find it upon yourself to say, why is that fat person dressed like two By the lifestyle, by the revolution, is changing for the better instead of the worse. Be that person because, yes, and her are only two. I'm only me, she's only her. I think this way, she thinks this way. Joe thinks the same way. Guess what? My message, her message, Joe's message will affect a next person. And that person will affect the following. So don't be that person that stops that. Open your eyes, open your mind, because at the end of the day, the reason that person is dressing like Two Face or even a freak, Looney Tunes, the same reason that person is dressing up that way is the same reason. You're dressing up like Naruto. End of story. Sorry, I got a little... It's, it's okay. That's my show. We're passionate about what we want to talk about. <laughs> All right, so guys, that is my end of my show. I hope to hear or to hear or even talk to you guys next time. I will be back on Saturday at 7.30. I will be, I believe, 2.30. And you guys are going to the rest of the other two. That will be 6.30. That will be right. 30 and 7.30. I am Blondie. My friend over here is handsome. I'm sorry, I keep saying handsome. So they are handsome. So. But you are just as well. Just mm-hmm. think. So they get the comment. <laughs> Tell me this the entire time. And this will be also on YouTube. So I will be editing like crazy. Make sure that it ends up on YouTube. And you guys can see it yourself. You guys can Yo, because I know a lot of people are watching the stream that did not hear him. But I guess next 
time. I hope you guys have a fantastic Saturday. I hope you guys. I love you guys. Bye. Your hair's nice. Damn it! Stop pushing my hair. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.